All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves. Tim, you look like you just took a shower. What's up? <laughs> Creepy, but yes, I did. Why, why, why are you showering so late? What's going on? Why are you drinking a protein shake? You don't want to talk about this. We're talking about it. Uh, yeah, I had a hockey game tonight. Uh, First one in a long time, right? Since second the one. Second, second one. one. How'd it go? How'd it go? Give us the, the stats. It was it was okay. We're up 2 nothing early, and I'm like, okay, these guys aren't that great. The goalie's not that great. We scored in the first shift that I was on the ice for, and then uh, first period ends 2 nothing, and then they scored two quick ones in the second. We just had the, the wind knocked out of us, basically, and they were the better team for most of the rest of the game. It was 4-2, to two, and then we scored 4-3, and we pulled our goalie 40 seconds left, and we were just peppering the net. The goalie just stood up. Uh, and, and he saved them all, and that was it. Four to three was the final. Did you get any good chances or anything? Did you? How was the game? No, I didn't. No, nothing. No breakaways or anything. Yeah, I had two breakaways. What? Yeah, I didn't score oh. in either. I was so. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. So, what's your move on a breakaway? I did two. The first one, I tried to go backhand on the goalie. He saved it. The second one, I tried to to shoot it over his blocker, and he saved that with a stick. Just. It was really just a deflection. He didn't really save it, but so if you tried to shoot it over his blocker and he hit his stick, are you saying you didn't raise it at all? No, no, the top, like the top of his stick, the knob area. Oh, you hit the knob. That's the worst. That's yeah. the absolute worst. And backhand, what do you do? You do like a fake shot forehand, quick backhand upstairs. Yeah, I didn't get elevated enough though. Mm, you got to elevate it. I know. If you would have scored even one of those. Would have been a completely different game. I know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Are you just going to research what to do on a breakaway now? 
I'm like looking up the the uh, cost of like renting an hour of ice now. Just to no, see. I'm just not. gonna like just just yeah. I'm just gonna skate myself for an hour. Just get on the ice early and beg yourself, and then afterwards beg yourself a little bit. Is this is the NHL, John. This this guy is before and after us. It's not like you can just chill. But during the warm ups, you have like a five minute warm up. Just do a couple hot laps. Is I that do. Your wor- you're conditioning. You're worried about everything, John. It's everything. Don't rent ice. Go to a public skate and just be the weirdo who's like going board to board. Maybe. Yeah, some drop-ins. Yeah. How was your weekend? <laughs> Transition quick. Uh, mine was good. We, uh, I can't, gosh, the weekends go by so fast. Saturday, I worked at the house pretty much all day. Just painting and caulking windows and just putting siding up and just all that fun stuff. So the exterior is almost done. Um, yeah paint's going up so it's it's nice to see some stuff that's making it look nicer we're not just ripping stuff down and having holes in the wall and just a house of disrepair so it's it's getting rebuilt now the washer and dryer got here a couple days ago so it's starting to be built back together tim it was nice how about the sliding door what's the deal there i gotta take it off still okay but as far as a priority that one is not a priority because it just it's not on a things to do like it's in, I'm guessing I'll do it in a few weeks. Once the painting's done, once the flooring's done, then we'll get the door fixed. Maybe. I don't know. Cause they can't do the siding on that. I don't know. Whatever. It was a good weekend. It was also good because it was fun to kind of free agency used to be the most nerve wracking time of my life. July 1st was the worst time of my life for eight straight years where I didn't know if I was going to be in the NHL again I didn't know what my future held. It was literally a complete crapshoot where I didn't know where I would end up or what I would be doing the next year. Every year I went into free agency, I thought this was my last year. There's no way I'll get a contract and I'm going to have to think of something to do after hockey. Like I literally thought that every single off season. So it was nice to be able to just not think about it and just go and work on the house. And I would check my phone every like three hours. I'm like, Oh, who got signed? Where, where is everyone going? And I could just relate to all these guys sitting there stewing. And this year was so much worse for the guys on the bubble because there's no money in the system to give to anybody. There literally is just not enough money to go around. And guys who would usually make two, $3 million are being forced to take contracts for seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000, which means the guys usually making 700 grand are now taking two way deals. So it, it's, it's interesting to see what happens. The guys who make a lot of money, they still make a lot of money. It's just the middle class goes away. Those guys don't get those contracts anymore. So it was, it was kind of neat to kind of check in what I noticed, what was really, really glaring. There was no long-term deals. They were all one or two year term deals. And I don't know if that's the team's doing or the players doing, but the sense I got was nobody wanted to get be locked in for a long time because a, the cap's going to rise eventually or B the cap is not going to rise eventually. And it's just going to be an 81.5 cap for a long time because the economics of this thing is just not going to grow. COVID's going to last for a long time. No one knows what's going to happen. So I think players and teams are kind of taking the safe route and doing the one, two year deals. So it was just pretty interesting to see, okay, who's going where, who's going where, the big names didn't sign until just recently. Literally a half an hour ago, Taylor Hall signed with a a dark horse. The darkest horse ever? Should we start with him? 
It's up there. Yeah. There were no rumors about this. Like no one saw him going to Buffalo. I don't know what he is thinking. Why would you go there? <laughs> I mean, like, you- listen, I love Buffalo. Like, I, I, I want them to be a winner and he will be exciting with Eichel. Like that'll be an exciting first line. Why? I can't wrap my head around why Taylor Hall would go there. Other than the fact that Buffalo probably offered him more money than any other team was willing to offer him at that point. But another thing I can't wrap my head around is why for one year? We've already, they've already said the salary cap is going to be frozen for two years. So it's not like teams are going to get injected with a, a big boatload of money next year when he's a free agent again. So his salary is not all of a sudden just going to jump because there's just tons of money everywhere. I, I don't understand it. I'm sure he could have signed this deal with another team and got like two years for $7 million. I don't know. I, I would love to talk to him and, and figure out why he did this deal. Can you come up with a good reason why he's going to Buffalo? I can't. Um Usually in deal situations like this, it's someone betting on himself, right? But I feel like Taylor Hall is not someone who needs to bet on himself. He could have gotten a long-term deal if he wanted to. Um, he obviously likes the prospect of playing with Eichel. He's not. He's used to playing in uh, a a smaller market city on a bad team. He's been there before with uh, Arizona and Edmonton. Um, I I don't know. Obviously, it must, must have just came down to dollars and cents. Like, hey, I'll take one year, eight million, and then sign my big contract next year with a with a cup contender, maybe. I don't know. Like, does this make Buffalo a contender in the East now by getting just Taylor Hall? Well, they also got Eric Stahl too. Remember that? Yeah, but I don't think he moves the needle much. You you've said multiple times on this show that Buffalo is where players' careers go to die. Isn't that the truth? What are we going to see from Taylor Hall this year? I think he scores 35 goals, 30, 30 goals. Well, I think you can – I think you can – gosh, I don't know if he gets to 35. I don't know. That's the thing. Playing with Jack Eichel, he's a world-class player. You're you're going to get opportunities. So, yeah, I think you could pencil him in for 35, but I don't think he pushes the numbers he had when he was – when he got the Hart Trophy with the Devils a few years back. But – Oh, man, it's so weird. It is so incredibly weird. Like, I love it. Good on Kevin Adams, the GM of Buffalo, pulling a fast one on everybody. $8 million is a lot of money. Like, that is a lot of money, especially for a Buffalo Sabres team who just this offseason slashed everyone off their roster. Like, and I'm not talking players. I'm talking their their staff, their scouting, their um, in-game production people, all of the people in the Buffalo Sable organization, they like fired 40% of them. When I was there, the Pagulas took over. They hired everyone and their brother. They had nutritionists. They had video guys. They had masseuses. They had like water technicians. They had like um, a second masseuse come in. They had like everybody was hired onto this team. Scouts were added, like um, player development people were added, like all these people. And then you doubled it up for the Rochester Americans. They had just as many guys working for the Rochester Americans. They hired so many people. And this past soft season, like we're losing, we're hemorrhaging money. We're losing money left and right. We fired everybody. And then they go out and they throw $8 million at a Taylor Hall for one year. They're not going to win the Stanley Cup next year. They are not. They don't have that team. I don't understand it. Maybe they're trying to sell tickets. 
get some excitement. Oh, wait, though, we're not going to have fans next year, potentially. I don't get this deal. I wonder if this is just to buy some goodwill with Jack Eichel from the management group. Like, hey, we got you a star left winger. Like, hey, we're we're trying here. Maybe this buys him a little bit of a leash so he's not, you know, looking for the exit when his contract's up. Maybe this is just their way of doing that. Yeah, I, I think, yes, you have to make Jack happy. And I know he's getting frustrated, especially with the constant up and down that they've been having. They They start the season on fire. Then they just tank for the last half of the year. So I think you might be right, like making Jack a little happy. But again, you only sign him for one year. What happens after this year when Taylor Hall goes, okay, I've had enough. Buffalo is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Buffalo is the Edmonton of the USA. You know what I mean? Like it's cold. There's nice people there. But at the end of the day, would you rather be playing in Edmonton or a place like Dallas or Tampa Bay or Colorado. And this is, I guess this is a knock against Buffalo, but I'm just being realistic here. Buffalo is not as nice of a city as a city like Colorado. You know what I mean? So I, I, I still, I'll wake up tomorrow and still just scratch my head at this signing. I don't get the term. I don't get the team. I don't understand what benefits Buffalo in this only by just making Jack happy. But listen, Jack Eichel, he's under contract. Your job is to not make him happy. Your job is to win for an extended period of time and signing Taylor Hall for one year makes no sense at all. Unless you're like, you're trying to do what Arizona did and Taylor Hall just said, no, I'll sign there for one year. I'm not going to give you any more years. And this is your year to impress him. This is it. We're going to pull out all the bells and whistles. This is it. We're going to, we're going to show Taylor Hall why he needs to sign a seven year deal with here. We're here with us. But I, I don't know. Even Taylor Hall, why does he sign a one year deal? I, I don't, Listen, we could just go around and around in circles this, like, why, why, why? I don't think we'll ever find a good answer unless Taylor Hall comes out and says why he signed there. Maybe no one was offering him a deal. Maybe there was just no, no contracts to be had. All the money was spent. There was really only a couple suitors for him. Nashville, Columbus maybe, and the Avalanche. The Avalanche said they weren't sending any money. Nashville went elsewhere. And Columbus, who knows what happened there? So I don't know. I don't know anyways. Moving on. That was very exciting. That was the biggest blockbuster I think we saw. Actually, you know what? Tory Krug was the other big surprise. Yep. This, I texted you as soon as I saw this. What did I say? First Tom, now Tory. Why is there a mass exodus from Boston from their sports superstars? Tell me, what's the reason? Don't forget they let Mookie Betts go, too. Mookie Betts, Tom Brady, now Tory Krug. What is happening with Boston, the so-called championship city? What's going on? I, I don't know how to explain it, but I'll tell you this. When I lived in Boston, all those players were there. I left two years ago. Now they're all starting to leave. I don't know. Maybe there's a connection. Maybe not. But, I mean, you do the math. I am very good at math, and there is no connection whatsoever. What is going on, though, honestly? And how big of a slap in the face is this to Alex Pietrangelo? And some comments. conversely, how big of a slap in the face is this to Boston that they offered him the same exact amount of money? The one same less, exact contract. One, they, they, they only went six. They wouldn't go seven. Apparently, I don't know if that's a deal buster or not. It but, must be. But they didn't, though. So they offered it to him like a year ago. 
and and the rumor was that they had made this six um six year offer at six and a half or whatever but he came out after he signed in his press conference and said hey i haven't had any conversations with them they did not offer me they have not been calling me the negotiations have not been going on they they were ready to walk away from him i think there was the offer might have been you know a standing offer but they weren't aggressively trying to sign him and he was pretty obviously frustrated by that you could see that on the flip side petrangelo was surprised by the signing too he was just basically like okay well i guess i'm not going back to st louis i guess that's their way of telling me that you know yeah i i can see it from both sides like you would expect some loyalty from the organization but again as an organization this is a business and you have offered these guys contracts it's not like you're you have to follow them around and beg them to stay on your team it's like okay i offered you a deal you didn't take it like i'm moving on like i'm not going to sit here and cry i'm going to go out and get another player to fill your spot and maybe Alex Peter Angel is a little, a little hurt, a little butt hurt. Like so, they signed Tory Crew to to fill his spot. A couple more stats on uh, Taylor Hall just before we move on completely. Uh, he's got the same amount of goals per game average as another free agent, Mike Hoffman, who's going to sign for a lot less. And on top of that, in the last seven years, since 2013-14, John Busikros tweeted this out, Taylor Hall has had five 20-goal seasons, and so has Craig Smith, who just signed for $3 million for the Bruins. So maybe yeah. he's not as good as we think he is. No, he's a good player. Stop. Like he's a very good player. He's had his injuries issues, but maybe he, there is a lot of smoke and mirrors to his game. Who knows? I think he's a game changing player. I think he's a, he's a force out there. He's what? 28 on his fourth team. Yeah. I don't know how much you can blame that with Taylor Hall. Like he's played on arguably the three terrible dumpiest teams in the league. He's never been on a good team. No. He made the playoffs once with Edmonton, and they got beat out in the first round. Like, he has had just a disaster of a career. Arizona was awful. Dallas – the Devils were awful. Excuse me, not Dallas. And Edmonton was just atrocious when he was there. So, it's easy to key on the top guy when there's no one else to key on. I will say that. Craig Smith was never the primary scorer wherever he went. Mike Huffman was never the primary scorer wherever he went. When you game plan against a team that had Taylor Hall, you're game planning against Taylor Hall. You're putting your top two D-men against them. You're pounding your top checking line against them. That's what he's had to play against. Hoffman and Craig Smith, has never they've never had to do that. No one's been scared looking at the opposite lineup card and be like, oh, Mike Hoffman's there. we got to really, really watch him. No. He's an afterthought. He's a second power play guy. He does score a lot of goals, but he's also a terrible hockey player when you think about it overall. He gets minuses up to yin-yang, and he's a bad teammate. And his wife is apparently a psycho. If you ask Eric, Eric Carlson's wife, they had that big social media thing. Oh, so, yeah. anyways, I, you cannot compare the Like, you could do that with stats all day long. You could find some comparative things. Like, this goalie played seven games, and he got a shutout, and he's just as good as Carey Price. Carey Price is making ten million. Yeah, John, that's not even that's not even close to what I say. These are both star players. Hall's a better star. He should know better. Okay, so let's let's talk about some more signings. No, there's a lot of nuances in hockey that people just gloss over, just to make a, a cool tweet. Taylor Hall, every single game goes up against the other team's top players. Mike Hoffman is a blip on a radar when you're game planning for for a team like the the Florida Panthers. He is probably the fourth or fifth or sixth guy you worry about. Not Mike Hoffman. 
Taylor Hall was always the top guy whenever you go up against him. Always. Stuff like that drives me nuts. Like Taylor Hall is a better player. That's why he's making eight million. That's why Mike Hoffman will scratch four million. Like that. That's it's just an insane thing. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I don't like how they do, that, they do that with football too. This quarterback threw thirty-five touchdowns and had five interceptions. This one threw thirty and had six. One's Aaron Rodgers. One's Baker Mayfield. It's like who are you going to take? You're taking Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he's a better quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has. Garbage wide receivers. The coach doesn't run the ball. Baker Mayfield has all these weapons, and he's still terrible. It's just – it just I, I don't even want to get into it. Taylor Hall's better. Taylor, take that back, Tim. Tweet John Butchergrass from the show account and say, you clown. <laughs> I will not. Stop with these not. tweets. That's why I'm glad I'm not on Twitter because it would just be like not good. Not on our show Twitter. Do yeah, you you would you would just go nuts out there. I would go nutsin. <clears throat> nuts. So let's talk about a couple more signings. Uh, we got okay. kind of the big ones day by day on the on Saturday, the big day, obviously, or Friday. Um, Anaheim Ducks signed Kevin Shattenkirk to a three year deal. To, this is a guy who's thirty two, thirty three, just won the cup, first cup. He's ready to cash out. He's going to be you know pretty much the guy in, in Anaheim. They're not they're not going to be a cup contender. He's going to go get paid. Good for him. Uh, this is a surprising one. Calgary's Flame signed Jacob Markstrom to a six-year, $36 million contract. Very strange deal. Really cool for them, though. For Calgary? Yeah. I don't like it. I Why? honestly don't like it. I feel like there was better options out there for cheaper and for shorter terms. That's that's too long. Six Six years for that amount of money? I don't like it. Why? Why bother when you can go out and get a goalie on a shorter term, like a Holpe or a Crawford or any of those other goalies who are just as good as Markstrom and just play the, like sign him for a two-year deal. You were locked into this goalie for six years now. He's a I, good I goalie though. But, but he's not. Do you think he's that much better than Corey Crawford? Yeah. He's also six years younger. That's it. Doesn't matter if you sign him for two years. You're only getting two years out of the goalie. Do you think he's that much better than Braden Holpe? Yeah. You're insane. You're absolutely insane. He's not that much better than Braden Holpe. Or Braden Holpe hasn't been good the last couple of years. You're you're kidding me. Anyways, I don't like that signing. I know. I don't know why you do. It's a lot of money to a goalie. Like I said before, you don't invest in a goalie for that long of term. It's just. It's been proven year after year after year. You you don't win cups with just investing that much in a goalie. And it's not like they have the Tampa Bay Lightning's offense. I don't know. I don't like it. I really, really don't like it. What else? So, what other signings? You mentioned Crawford. He actually – so the Hawks released him, and he signed with the Devils. With the Devils. Two years, 7.8. More than I would have thought. <clears throat> but did you see something? There's some drama going on with the Hawks right now. Have you seen the, the comments from Taze and Kane? I did not see that. So basically, Tay spoke with the athletic. I think today, and basically said, uh, "It seems like we're going through a rebuild, but I have not been told that we're going through a rebuild. No one's asking me my opinion on this stuff." And 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 Kaner said basically something similar about, you know, you'd think you'd ask they'd ask the players for some input on some of this, and and no one no one is, and they're really upset about letting Crawford go. They think that he can still carry him to a a, a deep playoff run, and they're not happy about the a, uh, Brandon Saad trade either. And they've, they're speaking out about it. Yeah. Would you be happy if your starting goaltender is Kevin D'Elia or Malcolm Subban? No. Are they, you they, are you excited to come to the rink? 
No, but they, they must be going after someone else, right? They're There's no way. They're not going after anybody. They've already said that we are going to have a fight for this roster spot. There's three three goalies vying for two spots. That's what they've said. Like, And if you have these guys, Taves and Kane, they're on your team for a long time. They, sh- they should be involved in these, these um, decisions. I really believe that. Like you can't have your star players saying this stuff in the media. It's a bad look for the team. It's a yep. very, very bad look. Okay. Corey Crawford or Thomas Grice, who would you take? Uh, I'm not, I don't have their age in front of me, but at Crawford. Why does age have anything to do with this for a two-year contract? They well, signed for the same, they signed for, they signed for the same amount of money. Yeah. Crawford. Yeah, me too. I don't understand. I don't understand why Grice signed for that much with the Red Wings. Who do you think had the best free agency so far? Which team? Uh, Ottawa's up there. Mm-hmm. They've, I mean, if you, not just the free agent, but the whole off season with the draft. Um, they signed Matt Murray to a four-year deal. Uh, Blues just because of Tory Krug. He's the best defenseman on the market, not named Petrangelo. Basically, uh, Maple Leafs. I, They've made a couple under-the-radar moves that I really like for them. I was going to mention them. <clears throat> yeah. I think they are winning free agency so far. I think, like you said, they did not have a lot of money to work with. They were sniffing around Peter Angelo. They, Wayne Simmons gives them the hometown discount. I think that's a really, really good move. And then they go out and they snag TJ Brody. I don't think people realize how good this defenseman is. I think he was overshadowed shadowed in Calgary by Giordano. I think he is going to solidify that defensive core. Don't you think? Like they have a lot of guys who run and gun. T.J. Brody can get up in the play a little bit, but he is just a solid D-man. He, you know, he went there four, four years, 20 million bucks. It's a big contract, but I think it's totally worth it. I really, really like what Kyle Dubas is doing. And I don't, listen, you know me, I'm the biggest Leaf hater there is. But when you go out, you get Wayne Simmons, you get T.J. Brody, you get Travis Boyd, a good fourth-line guy who can go in and just put the, put the work boots on. And you go in and get a Zach Bogosian, too. I think it's really, really good. So, I don't know. Goodbye, Toronto. Didn't it seem to you when free agency started that it was just a Canadian team signing players? I didn't notice, but, yeah, I kind of see that now. It was just like literally every signing was – Montreal, Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. I was like, what? Literally for the first six hours of free agency, I feel like it was all Canadian teams. And then there was the odd, like, oh, San Jose signed Stefan Nozen. You know what I mean? There was not a lot of action coming from down south. And I don't know why. Maybe the Canadian teams had a little bit more money to spend, but it it was just actually really funny. I thought that was interesting. Like the Bruins. Who did Bruins sign? Kevin Millar. Definitely, yeah. And then Craig Smith, did they get him? Yeah, I like Craig Smith a lot. This is going to be a really good signing for them. Well, that's why you made that argument because Craig Smith's better than I didn't Taylor make an Hall argument. I'm, I'm reporting on a tweet and it's just it's a comparison. It's all making sense now. All right. So now you're saying Craig Smith is better value than Taylor Hall. The Bruins were smart by not getting Taylor Hall. No, see, Craig Smith. You're putting words in my mouth. You said Obviously, it. I'd rather have Taylor Hall, but they didn't have $8 million to spend on him. Craig Smith is a good player. He's going to be on the third line with Charlie Coyle, where Coyle was kind of on an island last year. He had really no support. 
they were just kind of cycling guys through, and hopefully they put Anders Bjork on their left wing. And they, I mean, they're they're going to be a really really good third line. Craig Mitz is solid. He's going to put up double digit goals. He's going to put in you know eighteen to twenty five every year. Takes a ton of shots too. Like in the last couple of years, short season one eighty four, but two hundred five, two twenty nine, two fifty two. Like he likes to shoot the puck. They need that. They needed a solid right hand shot. It's a really good deal at three. What three and change per. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to be a really, really good addition to the Bruins. They need that five on five scoring thing, is a problem for them. The only thing I think of when I think of Craig Smith is when he had the open net and he hot dogged it and shot it right over the net. That's the only thing I think of when I think of Google Craig Smith empty net, and that's what I think of. That's who you're getting, Mister Hot Dog, who just doesn't look at the open net, just has a gimme, and just rips it. Not even over the hockey net, over the safety netting. And he was literally in the blue paint. Like you could not try to do that when you're practicing in the rink. You could not do that if you tried, if you had like 50, 50 chances. That's hard to do. So that's that's the only thing I think of. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only play for what you need and can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Say you work with a guy who's always unprepared, he's always late, he never looks like he's showered, and he just kind of, he just is weird, and you want to replace him. Someone like Tim, we'll say. You go on Indeed.com, you, you put in your, your preferences, and you search, and you get the perfect employee. So go to Indeed.com right now. They are offering listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over and football is back. Now you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, Buffalo Bills, division, Buffalo Bills, and champion futures all day, every day, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. They bet online. They are your online sport book experts. All right. Should we run down some more big signings, Tim? We'll give, we'll, let's do grades. How about this? A to F for the next few signings. Should we do that? Let's do it. Make it, make it fun for the fans. <laughs> yep. Well, let's just start with the ones we've heard. Taylor Krug, Tory Krug, A or F? Are those the only two choices? No, there's B, C, D, E. You said A or F. Okay. Uh, Tory Krug. 
Here's a question. Why don't they give the letter grade E? That's a good point. Is it is the grading system the same in Canada, Canadian schools? Yes, a- but we do Z, not Z. Okay. But why not E? I wonder why. I wonder if there's a reason for that. Why not give someone an E instead of an F? Maybe because F stands for fail. That would be a good thing to tweet out, John. Not going to do it. That's a stupid tweet. That's why, that's why you don't have a Twitter account. All right. So, Tori Krug. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give that a B. I give it a B plus. I think it's a good signing for St. Louis. It's a lot of money for a long time. I think Tori Krug is one of the few guys who will live up to that contract. I like him a lot. Like I, He is Tyson Berry, but feistier and more secure with the puck. And better. He's just better than Tyson Berry. Well, he's better than Tyson Berry because he's feistier and he's more secure with the puck. I think they're very similar offensively, but he's feistier. He's, he's better offensively. He puts up better numbers. He puts up better numbers because he was playing with Pasternak and Bergeron. You put Tyson Berry in Boston, I think he puts up the same amount of numbers. Tyson Berry was playing with McKinnon and Rantanen and Landeskog, and then he was playing with Marner and Matthews and Tavares and Nylander. Come on. That's true. I, was, I ripped on Berry for years. He got me on that one. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. I, I like that sign. Okay. Go moving on. You, you pick the next one. Uh, I'm going to – Taylor okay. Hall. I don't understand this move. But I like it. One year deal, eight million. They can obviously afford it. I'm going to give this an A minus. For who? The player or the team? The team. I'm going to give this for the team. It's a B with a question mark. Like show me your work. <laughs> and then for the player, I'm giving this a D. Like this is a bad move for Hall. I don't understand this move at all for him. It gives you no security. He could get hurt next year, and he's done. Like this is your time to cash in. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get it. There's no security there. Yeah, he's he's banking on himself. But there's, <laughs> boy, oh boy. All right, take one. Yeah, a couple. One we haven't done yet. Uh, Edmonton actually signed Tyson Barry to a one-year, three point seven five million dollar deal. What do you think? A plus for Edmonton. A wow. plus. I feel like you're getting exactly what you need in a defenseman. Yep. This is a completely different scenario than Taylor Hall because Edmonton does have a good team. And this is an obvious need that they need. I think Tyson barely goes in there. He jump starts their power play. He jump starts their team. He gets up in the rush. He's a perfect, perfect, perfect player to pair with those guys. I like this. I don't like it for Tyson Barry. I don't like the one-year deal. I don't get it. At least sign a two-year deal, get 8 million bucks. The salary cap is going to be flat again next year. I don't understand why these players are signing one-year deals. You're not going to make more next year. You're not going to do it unless Tyson Berry thinks he's going to get like 80 points next year, which he could. This is the first time he's really played with some world-class players. So we'll see how he handles it. He's been playing with those bums in Colorado and Toronto. What a, what a charmed life Tyson Berry's lived with his hockey teams. Don't you think if you're scripting my first six or seven years in the league and I'm a power play specialist, who do I want on my team? Who am I giving one timers to? Who am I giving shots to that they're going to tip in the slot? You know, I'll take uh, McKinnon, Landeskog, then I'll go Marner Matthews. Then I'll get stinking McDavid and Dreinsidel. Like, this guy is so charmed. He must have done something. I don't know what it is, but uh, good for him. I think it's an A-plus for the team. I think it's a, a C for Tyson Berry. All right, what do you think? You already said what you think. Who cares? Who cares what you think? Moving on. 
Come on, Tim. Um, okay. Uh, Thomas Grease to uh, or Grice to Detroit Red Wings to a two-year deal, seven point two. I think I think it's a D for Detroit. I'll, I'll stick with their low. I don't want to understand this move. There's better goalies out there. I, I don't know much about Grice. Maybe that's why. I don't watch the Islanders very much. I feel like he was a backup there, and now he's getting this much money thrown at him, the same amount that Corey Crawford got. Crow's got the numbers. He's got the cups, and you're giving this guy the same amount as him. I, I don't understand it. Braden Holpe got this kind of similar amount. Well, I don't know. What do you give this grade? Uh, yeah, it looks like a C. It's not exciting. It's not terrible. I saw some crazy stat on Twitter. I'm trying to verify it right now. I basically said that Grease Grice is one of the best shootout goalies of all time. Oh, here we go. Statistically. Here we go. Whatever these, that means to you. These, these silly stats. You know, when it was Tuesday <laughs> and it was a shootout and they were on the road, Thomas saved 95% of his shots. Boom. Let's give him seven bucks for two years, seven million bucks for two years. Got it. Look at the stats. I could make up stats that made me look like Wayne Gretzky. In the All-Star games, John Scott averages two goals a game and wins the MVP 100% of the time. How many uh give him ten million bucks a year? How many like a hundred and fifty foot backhand empty net goals do you think have, have existed? One. Just mine. Give me a give me ten million dollars. Give me give me all the money because I'm the best when there's an empty net and we're up by three and I'm on my backhand. I'm the best in the league. And I'm being pressured by someone on Colorado. And the opposing coach is Patrick Waugh, because no other coach pulls their goalie when they're down by three goals and there's only a minute and a half to go. So that's all. I'm the best. I'm the total best. All right, let's move on. TJ Brody, you already know what I thought about this. I think it's an A-plus for both, player and team. Yeah, great move. He'll be really good for them. I'll give that an A, too. All right, who else? Ancon Kadobin, three years, $10 million to Dallas. I think that was a given. I, I feel like they just said go and see what's out there, and there was absolutely nothing out there for him. He made 2.5 last year. They said, you did good in the playoffs. We'll give you an extra million a year. So now he's making 3.5. Everybody's happy. I think it's a lot for a backup. I really do. I don't think he'll be their starter next year. I think Ben Bishop will come back and be the starter. So that's quite the investment. You know how I feel about investments in goalies. Bishop's got to be making what? Six, seven million bucks. He's up there. So I, I, I don't necessarily like it for Dallas. I would give this Dallas grade a C, and I would give this to an A for Doby. That, that's, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the ceiling for him. You know, he's only going to play 30 games tops next year. Tops. And he's making 3.5. That's a lot, of, a lot of cake for only 30 games. Tops. I'm going to throw two uh, capital signings at you. Lundqvist, one year, 1.5. Justin Schultz, two years, 8 million. I'll tell you the signing I like better with the Capitals. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, one year for 800000 He's a very underrated defenseman. I skated with him this summer for years. He played with the Hawks. He played with the Carolina Hurricanes. He's a very solid defenseman. I think he's a guy you're going to slot him in. He could even play 3-4. Like, he's that and he's that steady. I like that signing. The Lunk, or the Lunkfist one, I think that's a good signing for them. He'll, be, he'll get 40 games. I think they'll split, and then they'll go with him in the playoffs. That's my prediction. And then what was the other signing? Justin Schultz, two years, $8 million. Again, another guy who just is charmed with his teams. He only signs with teams who have like these sick power plays. And then he just sits back and throws floaters through onto the net or throws one-timers. You know what I mean? 
I mean, so he I'll came give up one time. We're to Malkin, or I'll give it to. Now he's giving it to Ovechkin. And he came up with the uh, the Oilers too, out of I college. I, I like the player, and I think he's going to be. He's like perfect for Washington. But eight million dollars for t- over two years is a lot for him. He's he's not like he's not a stud. You know what I mean? He's kind of a, a, a third pairing power play specialist. Yeah, I agree. It is a lot of money. It is. Remember uh, Mark Andre Bergeron? I play with him. Did you in in uh, Minnesota? Yeah. He was a guy that would log like 15 minutes, third pairing, and then he would put up just like 40 power play points a year. He has. He still does because I do um, charity games with him with the Montreal Canadiens alumni, which for some reason they invite me. I played one game in Montreal. He's got an absolute cannon for a shot. Yeah. (laughs) Absolute cannon. His only problem was he thought he was tough. And he would get in fights, and he would just get his face rearranged. Like he would just get beat up. All the time. I think he only got in a handful of fights, but every single one, he was a punching bag. And we're just like, Bergy, why are you fighting? Like, he's asking people to fight, and he just gets dummied every single time. And then another problem was he played the right side, and he was a left shot. And when he would go D to D, he wouldn't like taking the pass on his backhand. So he would show you his forehand, and then the four checker would just train wreck him. Because he wouldn't see him because he was looking for the pass. The he was opening up. Yeah. Oh, oh, and he would just get killed. Like once every 10 games, he would just get his head taken off because he would not take a pass on the backhand. And I'm just <laughs> like, Bergie, just take it on your backhand. You can see who's coming at you. Like you're more, you're safe. You're protecting yourself. He's like, no, I like it on my forehand. Because he could get the pass and whip it cross ice and you can make plays. When you get on your backhand, it takes you a second. You got to go back in a forehand. Then you got to look. He was just always offense, but man, he would just get like, he would just get murdered. But anyways, yeah, he's like Justin Schultz. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna throw uh, an interesting one at you. New York Rangers signed Jack Johnson to a one-year, one point one five million dollars. What do you think? Uh, it's definitely a fall from grace for Jack Johnson. I was surprised he signed for anything more than the league minimum. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, um. He's probably happy to get a contract because, yeah. well, he did get bought out. That's the thing. So that's the reason why um, Lunk was signed for 1.5. He was making 4.5. He got bought out, which means the Rangers gave him $3 million. They saved 1.5 on the cap. The Washington Capitals just said, listen, we'll give you the 1.5. We'll make you whole again. Now you're making 4.5 just like you were before. So I wonder if this is the 1.125 that Jack Johnson lost after getting bought out from the Pittsburgh Penguins. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the money that he lost out on. So good for him. The only thing is when you sign in New York, that 1.15, you get 40% tax right off the top. So he's really only making 7.25. And then on top of that, there's a city tax. If he wants to live in New York city, that's an extra 5%. So you're losing 45%. So you're really only making 600 grand. Then you got to pay rent. Then you got to do this and that. So honestly, he's only going to, probably leave with like 300 grand, maybe 200 grand after next year. So he's not making a lot of money. That's, that's the only problem with playing in New York. Like if he wants to live in New Jersey, which a lot of guys do, they kind of get outside the city, buy a big mansion, you drive in every day, but New York is just too expensive. It really, yeah. really is. I think when I played there, a good half the team lived outside the city, if not in New Jersey itself. Only the Showtime guys live downtown. I'm going to throw one more at you. Throw, Oilers, throw it at me, baby. Oilers signed Mike Smith one year, $2 million. I think he's what? 38. 
Oilers Twitter went off about this. They are not happy with it. I listen. I love Mike Smith. I love his family. He must. He must know something about someone in the Oilers organization <laughs> because there's no way this happens. Like, there's no way. There's really no way, especially like I know I just said Lundqvist is making hole. He got bought out, but Lundqvist got one point five, and you're signing this guy for two. Like, it's just 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 crazy. It really is. It is. Un- like, was he that good last year? Was he that no. like solid? I saw a funny uh, um, Twitter convo. This guy was just like tweeting out like a mock conversation between Ken Holland and Mike Smith. Is at Oilers pain. He goes, Holland says, Smitty, we need a backup. And Smitty goes, great. I'm not really getting many phone calls anyway. And Holland says, well, you're 38 and you're literally one of the worst goalies in the league. And Smith says, I'm really just looking for another shot, Kenny. Anything really, let's talk more. And Holland says, fine, $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> he's 38 and he's had an unremarkable last five years. He's still kicking around. Like, I guess good for him. Good for Smitty. Who knows what happens? I, I don't know. I think that's a bad, I give that an F to both. Well, an A for the player, an F for the yeah. team. Like, how can you, in your right mind, give this guy $2 million to be a backup? And he's just like, he's a shell of his former self. I mean, last year is a 295 goal against average, which isn't going to win you any trophies, but that's not terrible. That's a, that's an NHL goalie, but 902 save percentage. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's not like, he's not awful, but come on. There were a lot of good goalies on the market. You're Jimmy Howard. You'd probably get him for that much. Yeah. For one million bucks, probably get Jimmy up there to Edmonton. I don't know. I don't know. It's very exciting. It'll be exciting to see where the, where the, the biggest domino, where he's going to fall. Where does Peter Angelo go? Where does he fall now? That Toronto, they've shored up their defense. Um, the Avalanche said they're not going to sign. He's visited Vegas. He's been in Vegas all day. I think he goes there. I think the Flames. I think the Flames are going to land him. For some reason, I want him to go to Calgary. Maybe because my prediction will be okay and I can say I did that. But there's still some big names out there. Mike Hoffman is still out there. Evgeny Dandanoff is still out there. Sammy Vanden, Michael Granlin. Like there's some Eric Halla. Like there's some skilled players. Tyler Toffoli. All these guys are still out there in the atmosphere. Even like older guys like Corey Perry. Cam Talbot. Did you see his deal? With the Minnesota Wild, three years, $11 million? Yeah, poor, poor Al, huh? Not poor Al. Like, who cares? He's better than Cam Talbot. He's probably licking his chops. Like, bring it on, buddy. How does Cam Talbot get that much money? I don't understand what's going on in the league right now. I don't get it. I don't get it. I wish I would. I should have been a goalie. Should have been a goalie. Man, I'd be making a ton of money. Bobby Ryan, one year. Detroit Red Wings, good for him. Good for him. Where's friend of the show, Anthony Duclair? I wonder how his agency went. He was, <laughs> he was rifling through the yellow pages. Uh, where's the number four? This GM, I can't find it. I can't find it. I, I, we need to get him on the show. He doesn't want to come on the show. He doesn't do interviews or anything. It would be fascinating to figure out how he goes about his business. Like, I don't, we need to get, I'm going to try to get Drew Doughty on the show. Because he's his own agent. I want to know how this process works. If you, once you register yourself as an agent, if they send you a pamphlet, say, here's all the are the GM's names and numbers. Because the GM's, they change like constantly. There's different GM's every every single week, it seems like, at the start of the season. I don't know. I don't know. This Doesn't this fascinate you, Tim? It does. 
It does. You sound and, like it. You well, sound like just super jacked up. The fans love it when you get excited like this. <laughs> the fans love it when you get excited, John. Oh, I just like stuff like this. I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Like, okay, I'm my own agent. What do I do today? He's only played on two teams, Arizona and Ottawa. Just had his best season. He only has two GM's numbers. It's not like you collect numbers for GM's. Like you get the GM's number when you go to the team. Is there not like, like a, like a NHL? No directory for yeah. GM's. No, that's what the agents are for. No. Like, you know who the GMs are. You can't just send an email to at Lulamorello at islanders.com. Like, it doesn't work like that. I, uh, and it's not like these GMs have the players' numbers. Like, when I was playing, Brendan Shanahan didn't have my cell phone. Well, he did because he was the player safety guy. Bad example. Like, another GM. It's not like another GM had my number. See, me, if I were to be a free agent now, I would be great because I played on so many teams. I could at least call eight GMs. Be like, hey, man, what's going on? You got anything for me? He only has two numbers. He should call me to give him some numbers for GMs. Do you think he was doing like just quietly collecting information over the last couple of months? Like of GMs numbers? Yeah. Like just texting buddies from different teams and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him right now. He's not going to respond, but... This stinking cameo thing. Someone just asked me on cameo to send him a jersey to sign. That's not how that works. He can send me a jersey and I got to send it. No. <laughs> What's the request? They want to get me to sign a jersey, but I don't like doing that. All right, let me see. Dukes. How? What should I say? How's free agency going? How I'm I'm curious. How are you your agent? How are you your agent? Do you call all the GMs? Or do they call you? If they call you, how I'm not gonna respond to this. They get your number. He's not going to respond at all. Just curious. <laughs> oh, all is well. And you sign soon. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I didn't say that last part. Just kidding. But I did say, and I, and I hope you sign soon. We'll see what he says. He he responds to me, but I don't know if he will because I'll just totally use it on my podcast. And then people will inundate him with messages. That was bad media or bad airtime. Just me literally texting Anthony Duclair. You're just getting people are seeing behind the scenes now. I got to text Max Domi too. Do that. I'm going to do, do it right now. I'm sorry, everybody. You can end the show if you want, Tim. No, this is this is riveting stuff, John. Well, Max what Domi, what does one NHL player text to another? What should I text Max Domi right now? I want hey, to get him on the it's show. It's John and Tim here. Do you know what's funny? I met someone who was a big fan of ours, and he's like, I love you and Tim. He works in Colorado with the Colorado Avalanche. He's like their chaplain. And he's like, I, gosh, what was his name? Wayne or? Gretzky. 
Marv or something. I met him and he's a great guy. And he's like, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. I was like, thanks, man. All right. Nice. Hey, Max. Congrats, bro. Congrats, buddy. I don't like saying bro. Showtime. <laughs> um, congrats, buddy. You're rich now. You're super rich now. Just kidding. I'm not writing that. Congrats, buddy. Gosh, I hate writing text. What should I say? Yeah, congrats. Hey, Max. Congrats, buddy. Got to have you on the show. No, no, no. That's too, that's too general. You've already said stuff like that. Be more specific. Hey, are you free this week to hop on the show for 10 minutes? Yeah, that's much better. You free to hop on the show this week to talk for a quick second. Love you lots. Talk soon. I literally wrote love you lots. I think oh, those, are John. Little, those are the little things that players like. Well, yeah, you guys, you were like his, uh, you, you were his. I was his mentor. Big bro. Now I need to send a dirty tweet to Barclay Goodrow to say, thanks for texting me back. Mr. Cool. He's a champion now, John. He doesn't have time. Mr. Is Mr. Cool like a, a gets a good shirt, Mr. Cool. Thanks for <laughs> testing, texting me back, Mr. Cool. Must be nice to ignore your friends. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, John. Did you just hear me too? That yeah, got picked if, up. If anyone's still listening, thank you. I don't blame you if you wanted to turn this well, off. Well, let's yeah. shut it down. Like, no, this is great. I just sent out three text messages to three players. Okay. Who will be the only one to respond? Or if they all three Barkley Goodrow just responded. No, he didn't. Yeah, I'm calling him right now. Like to be on the show right now? John, you call him right now? Yeah. All right, I'm calling him right now. Voice call. This guy is so on. He said he's juiced. What does that mean? He's on steroids? (laughs) I don't know what it means. There's no way this ends well. Oh, you're so cool. Why are you ignoring me? Are you are you sitting with the Stanley Cup right now just drinking drinking out of it? Are you too cool? No, I'm sitting at home drinking two weeks Nice. So are you in T Bay right now? No, I'm I've been out there. All right. Can I get you on the show this week then? We can discuss how how much you meant to the Tampa Bay Lightning and how you were the missing link. All right, well, if I text you, are you going to respond or are you going to ghost me again? No, like, I, I actually have to respond to you. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. All right, I, I forgive you. Well, listen. Yeah, like, like tomorrow or Tuesday? Yeah, let's do Tuesday. Like Tuesday, all right. All right, go have fun, big boy. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. I'll text you Tuesday morning remind you. All right, yeah. Like, send me a text Tuesday morning like, with my time. All right, I'll give you the time and everything. I'll make it super easy. All right, good. All right, goody. We'll see you, buddy.
All right. He's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, I'm not going to text him on Tuesday. I'm going to ghost him. I want to get him on the show, John. He's not that interesting. Did you hear that interview, that voice? Yeah, he doesn't care, though. And he's also drunk, like you said. He's just super chill, like laid back. He's like, he was, he's a typical millennial that nothing really excites him. He's like, oh, whatever, man. Like, cool. It's so funny because last year he was on the show, like the day after he scored the game seven OT winner in like the semifinals in like double overtime. We had him the next day. It was like, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, whatever. And then now, like a week after winning the cup, he's just like, hey, what's up, John? How are you? I guarantee the interview is going to be like, yeah, so how, like, tell us about the cup. How exciting was it? You're a big part of it. Oh man, like, it was fun. Like, it was okay. Like you know, it was great. We won the cup. Like it's just a lifelong dream. I you know, that's what I would play for. Like it's it's just gonna be that. If I won the cup, I'd be like losing my my marbles. I'd just be like, that's, that's the best. Hey, do you want to interview me? Do you want to interview me? Anyone else? Anyone want to interview me? Yeah. Talk to me. I could have been like a Chris Thorburn for St. Louis who didn't play a game the whole year. I would have grabbed that cup and been like on top of the bench, like I'm the best. I'm the king of the world. I did it. <laughs> like anyways all right let's get out of here tim we got some interviews lined up okay is duclair or domi gonna text me by the time we tape before i would say domi will declare won't duclair you're such a racist what's your deal time to wrap it up john i don't see color i am just (laughs) colorblind i say that because domi responded to you on instagram but that's Duclair hasn't well i'll keep you posted are you gonna come on for the interview on wednesday you can make time for that if you have me. Oh, I'll have you, baby. You know that. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. I'm sorry for the last 20 minutes. That got a little, it went a little sideways, didn't it? I don't hate it, though. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I really, really do appreciate the support. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Cheers, everybody. Later. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.